Hello and welcome back to the Irish LGBT podcast. You're with Leanne. And this week we're going to be talking about discrimination and discrimination within the LGBT community. Um, We face an awful lot of adversity as a group from outside influencers, but we rarely talk about the internalized discrimination within the LGBT community. So that's what we're going to do this week. So stick around and we'll get into it. So discrimination and the LGBT community. As I mentioned, we rarely consider that that happens internally within the community, but it's actually more common than you may think. Um, You would have heard me mention before when we spoke about Stonewall, how Pride began and um, all of those harrowing but inspiring stories, you would have heard me mention um, the trailblazing trans activist that is Marsha P. Johnson. Um, Marsha was the person who is credited with um, creating the revolution that started the LGBT revolution. Um, Marsha was a black trans woman and it's kind of um i suppose it's very disappointing that lgbt history kind of more recently has been um whitewashed and um kind of taken over by the male contingency of the lgbt community and up until very recent years i would say um women black people and trans people have kind of been written out of the story i think when the aids epidemic hit there was a real strong emphasis on gay men as the lgbt community and it took a long long time for that to recover even if it has recovered i'm not sure i think it's really important um when we look at the history of the lgbt community that we make sure that we question our sources of information and understand the context in which the versions of events we hear are found in. Um, There may be undertones of racism, sexism, patriarchy, and this is because the LGBT community is probably the largest example of an intersectional community there is. This community is not united by a religion, a ethnic identity. It's not geographical. We don't all speak the same language. Our common denominator in our community is the otherness that we celebrate and we look to each other for support but yet there's plenty of discrimination within our community because we don't share a geographical location we don't share a religion we don't share a language we're sort of open 
to prejudice and that prejudice is what tears people apart and that's exactly what we don't want we obviously love our community we love the pride our community gives to people we love the togetherness we love everything about the lgbt community so it's really really important that we understand and kind of locate where the discrimination and the internalized phobias come from So I'll take a quick break here and remind you that you're listening to the Irish LGBT Pride podcast. Thank you for sticking with us. It's sort of curious to me how women took a backseat in the LGBT history books when activists like Marsha P. Johnson and Brenda Howard um are considered to be the trailblazers of the pride movement. Um, Brenda Howard was a bisexual civil rights and gay rights activist. She was part of the Christopher Street Liberation Day March. And she's also known as the mother of pride. Um, I read an interview where she recalled her experience of the Christopher Street Liberation Day March which was held as a one-year anniversary of the Stonewall Inn riots. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that she said they started with just a couple of hundred people um, and they started their march um, from the Stonewall Inn. And from the Stonewall Inn, they marched through Fifth Avenue up to Central Park. And when they got to Central Park, there were thousands of people. And those people all wanted change. And they wanted protection from police raids and police brutality. And the Christopher Street March actually, for most people, marked the birth of Pride as it's known today. So in 2020, we need no reminder of how alive and well racism is in the world. We have the principles of democracy slowly fading away. We have globally the rise of anti-democratic politicians. We have an acceptance for discrimination or racism by influential people. We need not say his name. And only today in the news did we have Um, the appointment of an American Supreme Court judge, Amy Coney Barrett, who holds policies and beliefs that um, do not fall in line with the LGBT community and is going to cause some anxiety amongst the LGBT community in America 
over the next while anyway i don't want to put a timeline on it because as we know the supreme court position is a lifelong position so we just don't know how influential that might be but those things are outside actors and outside influences but racism is very much alive and well within the lgbt community and um there is a lot of people that find themselves what we call a double minority which kind of i suppose lends itself to the misunderstanding um of where they fall in to a certain community so if you are a um black lgbt member you are part of the lgbt community but you're also part of the black community and you may find yourself neither fully accepted by both of those groups people um experience racism in the dominant lgbt community where racial stereotypes merge with gender stereotypes and then you find yourself in the black community where sexuality stereotypes gender stereotypes also have a part to play which makes things makes things more difficult for many people as is the case with many um situations or experiences of racism or discrimination um towards a group of people i think that the answer to these issues lie in education and educating people about different communities different um social barriers that exist and breaking down those barriers the more education that people have the more open-minded the more acceptance and the more kind of collective push there is to break down those barriers um it is impossible to break people's cycles of opinions by not challenging the status quo and we can see that happening at the moment um this year we saw the emergence of a huge movement in the black lives matter campaign and that all happened because of a moment that fueled that fire but the thing was that people needed to be educated people needed to know what the movement was about and by educating people and by explaining what the difficulties were the issues were and why people felt so strongly about it it gave people an understanding and it's that understanding of the issues that eventually start to work through those issues so the more that we can inform people educate people 
and break down those walls, the better our chances of eradicating internalised discrimination or internalised racism. Because we face enough adversity from outside actors. You know, as much as being LGBT becomes accepted, it won't always be like that for everybody. Um, As we speak, there are over 70 countries where being LGBT is still illegal. And for those people, there is more than just internalised discrimination at play, their lives are in at risk because of the laws that they face for just being themselves. And that's our fight. Our fight shouldn't be against each other. Our fight should be for those of us who don't have the comfort of the new wave of LGBT policies that don't discriminate. That is not our fight anymore. We have achieved so much and yet there's so much more to achieve. So it's really important that we push through and that we get rid of the internalised discrimination and racism and we work towards the bigger picture together because it's that collective action that will make these things happen. So I think we will leave it there for this week. Um, I hope that you gained some insight from this episode. And maybe you can challenge yourself about a internal discrimination you might have. And maybe make a conscious effort to eradicate that if it's something that's possible for you. Um, next week I am hoping to have a guest on the show to talk about some personal experiences so i will leave it there this week and i will catch up with you soon thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes